0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: 1935 The Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit City of Champions. It is game time.
2: Game time, Jamie. Detroit City <laughs> yeah. of
1: Champions. Uh, just really excited about it. Today We're uh, doing the podcast I'm really
2: excited about today We were alluding to it all The whole show last time we That is it. To it I'm really excited That
1: is So Detroit City of Champions It's a trilogy of books Written by
2: Charles Avison. I'm
1: Jamie Flanagan Just uh, just enjoying the ride And listening to stories And Charles has been sharing Some stories with me About people he've met Along the way And you have like A special uh, appendix Called
2: uh, Tales of a Traveling Storyteller Tales
1: of a Traveling Storyteller And in that He tells he talks about Some amazing fascinating and wonderful people that he've met as, as he he gathered this story. People well, yeah, that motivated been...
2: and inspired him to tell well, this story. Just bringing the story back was, I mean, it was such, I mean, like just, you know, the the road, like going to doing art shows and yeah. doing different things. Um, you know, there's been so many, like what I came to realize early on in the project was this because the story was so forgotten that like that part of the story of the city of champions, you know, like this. There's the city of champions that happened back in 1935. Yeah, but then there's also like the modern day effort to bring the story back. And so it's, this is a this is a story. This is a timeline of the city of champions story, which extends. From 1935, from 34, 35, all the way through today. yeah, And And everyone that is part of it, that's what's in it. For everybody that's listening, for everybody that tells somebody about this, for everybody that does anything regarding the City of Champions story, you are part of the larger story of this effort of bringing back the greatest season to ever take place in the history of American sport.
1: And today, one of those people that is... is is. Really important in, in having captured so just some amazing incredibly important. Incredibly uh, important. Uh, we have the honor uh, having on the show with us today Tom, Tom Eric. Tom thanks Erick. for being with it's us. My body.
0: Well, yeah. thank you for having me. Uh, listening to Charles brings back a lot of memories because when I was a young boy uh, growing up, my father always told me about the city of champions, and I really didn't know just who they all encompassed and just how big it was. And dad said, Well, there was the Lions, Tigers, and Red Wings but there was Walter Hagen, but but the rest. And Charles has put this
2: all together to to, – to f- never forget just what happened on the city of champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'll introduce Tom just a little bit more too is that Tom, I, I and I I dude, Tom I was thinking about it today. I forgot how it was that you and I met. Like I I I'm really like I'm trying to remember exactly what that where we met, but it's because it's been so long. I've known you for 10 years.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you exactly how I met. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
2: remind me. My stockbroker was a man by the name
0: of Mr. Bill Williams. I'm listening. In, uh, in years <laughs> and it just so happened that he went to the 1935 championship game huh? and witnessed okay. it, and I told him that I interviewed the 1935. Which one, the Tigers? No, the Lions. The li- oh, really? The, 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 Lions. the he game. Went, he the went
2: game. To, oh, yeah. We're talking about football. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. So he, the went, game, he, he Tom. went. That's all you got to say.
0: But you got to listen to this. Yeah, so yeah. he he went to the game and he saw the game, and his favorite player was Ernie Cadell. Yeah, he was number one. Yep. And he said that he, he and his mother were, were kind of poor. you got to remember, this was the Great Depression. There sure. was lines as long as you could see. So his mother bought him an, a, an old shirt, and they put a one on it. Nice. And, and, and he went to school as Ernie Cadell. That's awesome. And I gave him the tape that you have, the video, And when he heard Ernie Cadell's voice, his son, who was also working at the stock exchange, said his dad cried. Really? Because he, all of those years, he was Ernie Cadell. He was in the Korean War and he always talked about the 1935 World Championship. So
2: so basically, he's like, he's like the, you know, like they nowadays, they sell jerseys for players. He's making his own back then because they couldn't even really buy them.
0: His mother made them and put a one on a jersey. That's so cool. And he went to school and he was Ernie Cadell. And when he heard his voice on the tape, or on the show, uh, his son uh, Junior told me that he cried, oh, and he, so I gave cool, him yeah. a shirt, uh, and he wore it till the day he died. Really, the uh, champions.
2: So yeah, well, so how I just so how so, how, so I, did I meet him at a show and then no, you and I No, I was how in, was yeah. I, w-
0: I was in his office, and believe it or not, he had your book. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I called Abinson, and I called. First to your father because I didn't know where it was. Okay. Your father gave me
2: your telephone number, and that's how we met. Yeah, because I I remember when we met. It was that we met at a, I think it was a little uh, it was like a it was like a um, a restaurant in yeah, the airport. Yeah, it was like a Coney Island. Me and you were hanging out. But, but, yep. And I high. remember when I first met you. It was like the first year I was doing this. I mean, this is back in like two thousand eight. Right. And I remember it was like. Like I mean I found like the first person that I could that really could connect with because you know, me, I was I was bit by the City of Champions bug and so were you. And it was evident <laughs> from the very first day. You're like Tom was like you you know, we were both like kind of crackheads for it or well, something. If, uh, you know? <laughs> that was that you was at the Hol- yeah. That was at
0: the Holiday Inn in Dearborn, Michigan. And yeah. I, if you remember I gave you some material that if, Dave yeah. Kushner got and we exchanged sure, and, and we've been stuff, yeah. and we've been friends every friend ever, we've since. Been friends ever <laughs> since.
2: And I and I like I look every time every once in a while you pop up into these, you know, the different stores I'm in these in uh, Call it. It's the Inspire Markets out at uh, Laurel Park in Twelve Oaks. If anybody wants to come and come and see me, I'm in there. We talk City of Champions all day, and you can also buy some stuff too. But, but uh, Tom pops in there every once in a while, and every time when you walk through the door, Tom, it's just whatever I'm doing. It's like I'm really excited to see you. And there's really been. I mean, you've been such a major supporter of like this. I mean, it's been. It's your friendship with you has been fantastic, and I've just and I've you know you're just. I'm really excited to bring you out here and um because you've got some really great stuff to, oh. to tell the world and i can't like wh- this is and i just to let the viewer you know the listener and the viewer um know, i'm hoping to you know to, to do like you know two three potentially even four episodes with tom if we can get him in here for this because we've got a ton of stuff to so, talk about absolutely so take, take your story. time tell yes. us your
1: stories because yeah. uh we, so want, let me just, we want to hear it all what what do yeah, we want let me just
2: prime the pump just yeah. a little bit okay yeah so one of the – so what was the – the man that's sitting here, Tom Urich. Um, th- so this is – I'm just going to tell just a little bit over because I want you to tell the entire story, okay? Um, So, th- so th- there was – so in 1985, there was a 50th anniversary of the Detroit Lions' first NFL championship, and it was called the Golden Huddle. And so Tom – Tom was there, okay? And not only was Tom there – but he made recordings. Well, you told with me he guys. was
1: kind of, he kind of yeah. helped facilitate and get that ball yeah, rolling. Yeah,
2: that's what Tom, Tom's going to get the story going, but I just want to like, like get a little bit over overview. But Ooh. Tom was there. And not only was he there, but he like, I mean, he made a series of interviews, which we actually have in our possession. And we we're going to, we're not going to, we're not going to get that, get, get into that too deep on this episode. That's why I want to bring him back. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. We're going to, you know, this episode, I want to talk about how this entire party came about because the story itself is fascinating. And, but, it, but, and talk about how, um, uh, like I say, like Tom was – Tom, it wasn't just the, the interviews that he did, which are right. fascinating, which I actually use a lot of in this book, in my third book. Um, uh, But it was – but he actually like literally talked to these guys for like three hours right. that are not on tape. And that's what I want to try to drag out of his brain because sure. he's got some fantastic stories. Well, can I go
0: back? To my beginning in 1957. Bring it out, okay. T- bring Tom, it out, Tom, Tom,
2: to Tom. tell me about your childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got the psychologist <laughs> name here. Yeah. In
0: 1957, <laughs> um, a neighbor of mine or a high school friend of mine called, and he said George Hallis. That was his last year with the Bears. Oh, as a coach. And so I ran over and I just caught him, and he was going out the door to the car, and I yelled out, George Hallis, Mr. Hallis, who was the greatest quarterback you ever saw play in your Career, and he said. Dutch Clark, Portsmouth. That's ah. all. That's all he said. I went back home, and my dad said, "Did you see George?" I said, "Yeah." And I asked him who was the greatest quarterback, and he said Dutch Clark. I said, "But he said Portsmouth." And I, I said, "Dad, do you know anything about Dutch Clark?" He says, "I think he played for the Lions." But in 1957, we didn't have an internet. We had nothing. Sure. In 1963, I we had a furniture store in Dearborn, and one of our customers came in and who played with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he took me down to see Bobby Lane play an exhibition game, and I was called upstairs to the press box, and I sat with Art Rooney, who was with the Steelers at the time, and I asked him the same question. Who was the greatest quarterback you had ever saw? And he said, Portsmouth, Dutch Clark, Detroit. Then in 1985, what an honor to sit down with the actual players that played with him. Yes. What, yeah. what, what's the chances of that?
2: Oh, it's incredible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so that's that's what I'm saying. Like to, the, you know, George Halas. We've mentioned him on the show a couple times already, and especially his rivalry with um you know with Patsy Clark. Yep. And so uh and so the fact that the fact that George Halas. Would down the road say that you know claim Dutch Clark to be you know the best quarterback ever is because yeah. he and because because uh, Hallis had some great quarterbacks along the way too, so for him to you know for him to actually you know to go back and talk about his rival like that you know to bring out Dutch and say. Wow. He's the man. I mean, that's it's an that's know, an honor. Well, yeah, not uh, only that, incredible, you know, yeah,
0: and yeah. And I that. thought Hallis for sure would say maybe Bobby Lane, be, but he was playing the Lions the next day, and I don't think he. <laughs> no. I don't think I don't think he wanted to bring <laughs> no, 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 up. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: But I would have thought there's. I mean, but the but the Bears had a had tons of great quarterbacks. Um, I mean, they had a they had a whole. I mean, Hallis was the was the coach of that he was coach and owner of that team for forty years. Oh yeah, read, <laughs> Red, Red so it, Range played for that team. That's Brock, what I'm saying. There's Brock so many guys. Yeah, there's so many guys that he could have. You know. Yeah. So for him to say Dutch Clark, I mean, my God. It's a, so you know, it's... I mean, then I'll tell you how I got to the Golden Huddle. Yes. Now, I, so, I worked the, for... so that was the name of the 50th year anniversary yes. of the Golden Huddle. I yep. got it, the, the picture yeah. of
0: the of Ben here in my book. Huh? But anyway, uh, I volunteered to work for a little sports uh, shop. That, uh, took people on travels to like the Chicago to, to what, it's 84, the Tigers, you know, when the, sure, in series. Series, sure. this little sports shop started up. So I volunteered and my time was I would get to go on a ride, you know, for my pay. But a lady, a lady walked in and that's, uh, she was selling from W. Carr, uh, advertising and she asked me if I'd like to do sports. and I said yes. And that's how I got into radio. And then I was reading the paper that Detroit City of Champions in 1985 was honoring uh, the championship. And I thought our little travel service, boy, that would be an opportunity. We could have a little uh, booth there to promote our travel service and also represent the uh, 1935 World Championship. We had tremendous players that came. Bill Lambert came. Leon Spinks, came did set it
2: up for like a it was like at Westland Mall or something at, at like Westland did, Mall. So, so what? Yep. So you set up like a it was like a setup a, 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 with a booth, a or big a booth look, at the at Westland at, Mall for set up.
0: us to sell tr- travel tickets to get people to know. Sure, but in the meantime, we were sponsoring the 1935. Yeah, team. so th- so that was the theme of the of the thing and at Westland. A lot Mall. of yeah. the athletes came in. Leon Spinks had, had just beaten Ali. He mm. came to honor it. Uh, Ferguson Jenkins came in. Man. Uh, some of the great stars, K-Line uh, came in. But the only one that came in uh, to represent the 1935 City of Champions was Abe Kushner. Yeah. Ah. And Abe was the uh, was the trainer right, and man. and started the 1934 Lions. He moved them from Portsmouth up to Detroit.
2: Take a look at that, Tom. Huh?
0: That picture, oh, Abe oh, Kushner. No, there, up there. there he is, right yeah, there. Yeah. What, what, what a man! He gave the largest donation that Canton had ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he introduced me, and he said he was so honored that it was my idea to represent the 1935 world champions that he personally invited me to the Golden Huddle. Oh. He said, Tom, come early about 4 o'clock. The dinner starts at 6. I want you to interview the players that actually were in Portsmouth and the Detroit Lions. Mm. In 1934, Detroit had two teams, the Spartans, and they, had, they were 15 players short build a team and the story that they told me was unbelievable
2: yeah so what tom's saying is so what he's alluding to and this is what actually i I, like i wish i would have had this conversation before you know i even did the third book because there's some this is information that this what you're about to hear it's it's not in my book
1: you need another annex it's
2: not in my yeah i mean appendix yeah It's um but but what tom's talking about is is that what and what the story that we're about to talk about now is is what tom talked with these guys about um their first hand experiences about moving from Portsmouth to Detroit and their hurdles that they had overcome the obstacles they had overcome and it's and it's and, it's, and it, we we talked about the 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 transition between thirty four and thirty five this right. big uh vet, you know the uh, varsity versus all star I'm sorry, varsity versus freshman game, and then Potsy turned over this roster with. uh Well, I got to look at my notes. It was a nine new guys or whatever for the for, for the for the 1935 season. But in 30, but going into 34, it was a there was another roster transition, and I didn't like I didn't know this. I guess oh. I didn't dive into it too deeply. But this is what Tom is to talk about is how when they left Portsmouth at the end of 1933 and they were joined to become the Detroit Lions. Yeah. They came to Detroit and they only had half a team. And that's what the story times about well, today well, right
0: now. Well, when I was introduced when Aid took me to the reunion and I was there there was two tables. Mm-hmm. The one table number 1 was where the actual Spartans sat. The original Spartans, original Spartans that uh, played in Portsmouth. that played in Portsmouth. I ran in that field. And the other table was the Lions recruit. There was nine rookies on that team. <laughs> I yeah. did, uh, I did I did my research and the players Their last game was December the 3rd, the Portsmouth Spartans, 1933. That was their last game. They, they knew it. There was nobody in the stands. It, it was over. So they knew it was over. And then the players are saying, where are we going to go? And then Dick Richards came in, who owned WJR. Right, right. And, and he purchased the team. And I've got the exact figure, $7,979.08. He paid to, to liquidate all of the uh, indebtedness of of Portsmouth, but now the players thought, "Why he's going to take the whole team? We're all going to Detroit. Hey, yeah. yeah, you're going, you going know, to the, Disneyland. The you're going but, to Disneyland. But you got to remember, also, Dutch Clark was not on that team in '33. Right, right, He was the he was the coach at the Colorado School of Mines. Sure, yeah, and, and yeah. he left in in 1932. Yeah, he retired because they could, yeah, yeah yeah they couldn't so, afford it. I mean, so, so the so all of the team, the Portsmouth players, were telling me that they were so happy that. They're all going to be as one as a team. Yeah. They're all coming together, yeah. right? Nope. Be like us.
1: <laughs> all, all of a
0: sudden, we're all a team. We're going to Detroit. Nope. It didn't, didn't work that way. Ah. The, the word came out that they were only going to take 14, 12, nope. 12 were going, and the other 14 were, were going to be left behind. Ah. And that uh, that really stirred a lot of a lot of headaches. It was mm. very emotional. I mean, they, some of these players had been together like a team in Portsmouth. The players. I've been there twice. They,
2: they, they. The team, the city, loved those players. Oh, they're yeah. It's they still. I've been down to Portsmouth myself, and that Portsmouth Spartans team is like. I mean, it is revered to this day. They take. They the stadium. The stadium, Jamie. Yeah. It's like they. It's like they never left the stadium. They they last year they did a um they did a uh, like a, a fundraiser because they had to repair some part of the building. Man, this stadium has been like – it's like in the same shape as when the Portsmouth Spartans wow. left in 1930 – at the end of 1933. It's incredible. The stadium is beautiful. Yeah. It, and I
0: highly recommend that the people that are listening, if you ever go to Portsmouth. Yeah. Just go there it. to that stadium, and I'm going to give a little plug. Yeah. If you go to the River Restaurant, all pictures of the Portsmouth oh. Spartans and all of the lions. Yeah. Uh, and when I was there, I saw the waitress. I you know, I interviewed him. Uh they didn't. Uh, they didn't believe it. Uh, but when you're 80 years old, they, they, I, 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 well, guess, I, I guess maybe. they. I guess they. Had and they to have a
2: beautiful little baseball field right next to the Branch football Ricky. stadium. It, Branch in the stadium's called Branch Ricky Field. Branch okay. Ricky is is one of like the greatest GM, general managers in baseball history. Um, he's the guy that brought in Jackie Robinson, and broke the color barrier in baseball. But the stadium's called Branch Ricky Field because he played, you know, in that in that area. And Branch Ricky was one of the driving forces with getting it was built during the um during the uh the uh, uh during the Great Depression. Like the and it was built in nineteen thirty five. It was built right after the Spartans left. And the and that stadium was built by the CCC, which is like they use the you know like um all these there's a ton of stadiums from around the country that were built by these, you know, the civilian conservation corps. Um, okay. Um, to you know, like this, and so, anyways, and so that's that baseball field is beautiful too. And it's like still, and it's it's also in a nice little shape and condition. At, at the
0: setting, you're Ohio River right Kentucky. Yeah, it's a beautiful the spot right uh, yeah, beautiful. A beautiful The flames spot. of the Ohio. Yeah, River. Anybody
2: gets down to Portsmouth, it is absolutely worth your but time. But we're getting man. back now to the 25 <laughs> players in Portsmouth junkies, that are yeah.
0: think that the team is thinking they're going to Detroit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: wishful thinking didn't work out. Then the word, and the players really didn't know. I think they were notified by letters Mm. written that who was going to go and who wasn't going to go.
1: There wasn't a red tag hanging in their locker.
0: (laughs) And they left their friends. But breaking up from Portsmouth, you know, those players had to go. Coming to Detroit, they needed new medical. They didn't know where they were going to play. They asked Richards where the – he didn't have a – a, a team to play or a, a stadium to play. <laughs> Field turned him down.
1: Right. Uh,
0: well of course it, it, they're not.
2: Tigers, the Tigers are in the middle of the well, nineteen thirty-four incredible we, uh, season. The, the, Frank Naven is not letting hey, can the, we, uh, some scrub scramble around rate, on your third rate NFL team <laughs> going to come up and tear up his beautiful Naven Field grass. That is not happening in well, Detroit. They're they, having the greatest season <laughs> they've ever had, drawing almost a million fans in nineteen thirty four. They're like, they're going to come out there and they're going to have the infield all torn up by a bunch <laughs> of guys. They're, that ain't happening. Well,
0: then they went out. Uh, Richards went out to uh, Ann Arbor and the big house. It uh, was it the big house in 34. They they turned him down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, U D uh, Titan Stadium uh, brought him in. And I found out that they trained, the Lions trained at Cranbrook.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we and, were talking about that last year. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So,
0: consequences. But here's the players. Now, you got to realize that this team has been together there's only eleven going to Detroit, and and thirty three. They're underweighted their way Yeah, yeah. But they've been together the, since the Foxy Lions brought them all
2: in, in thirty one. Yeah. I
0: found out I was doing a little research. The Lions, Vic Richards signed the contract to become an NFL team on June thirtieth, nineteen thirty four. Okay. Mm. And from what I I was called, I called Canton, and. In those days, you couldn't tamper with players' contracts until you were absolutely a registered—you had the certificate. I'm a Detroit Lion. Yeah. Well. So then that meant that Richards, half a team short, had to go out and get 11 or 12 brand-new players to come in fresh. They had no draft. The draft started oh, in 1936 19- by, Bert, yeah. by by Burt Bell. He, yep. he was—matter of fact, I was at— A game when they played the, when uh, they honored Burt Bell in Detroit and we stood for his appetite in 1956. Mm. I've been a Lions fan since 1950. (laughs) So, anyway, so here they are and these players are all one team from Portsmouth. Half of them are down there. They're going to Detroit. Who am I going to play with?
2: Yeah. You know, who? But at the same time, in Potsy, they got to trust because Potsy was the one that brought all them in too. Well,
0: because he kind of did
1: Potsy that when was he took over. Potsy was the one over. that brought them but in too.
0: Charles, here's my answer, my question on Potsy:
2: Did he recruit the? How did he know these players? Because you know these were all college he's kids a, from. He's a scout, man. Potsy yeah. was it. That's what we talk about: the genius of Potsy Clark and in 1931. In 1931, because he took over the Portsmouth Spartans in 1931, it was his first year. He flipped. He brought in 19 new guys. 1930, the Spartans were dreadful. And they brought in Patsy in 31. Yeah. He brought in 19 new guys. When he came to Detroit, when he came in 1934, it was, it was I think we said it was uh, nine of the guys were still with him when yeah. he came to Detroit. Yeah. And it was like five of them were still there when they won the 35 championship. Right. And so that's what I'm saying is that, is that, and they've over, and now this is another overhaul that we haven't even talked about really until recently talking to you. I didn't even know, but this is a, th- this is a third overhaul from 30, how many years is that? 31. 32 33 34 35 five years this is the third major team overhaul that we're talking about potzi right. the first one when he first took over the team 19 new guys the second one when he comes to Detroit now we're talking about you know 13 new guys is that how many guys got left behind 13 14 yeah left,
0: left in Portsmouth.
2: yeah so that's the 13 guys that he's got to bring in for the for the 34 team and then going into, into uh into 35 nine new guys Whew. I mean this is for a 25 man roster that's what I'm saying potzi knows what he's doing you know, but he kept his core stars in place. So it's is that Dutch, common
1: for the time, though, Were other teams I don't know. turning over to like To be that? honest,
2: I don't know, but it's a hell of a thing, man. Yeah.
0: To well, stay well,
2: competitive oh, yeah, by yeah. overturning your roster constantly yeah. is a big deal. So
0: when when I was at the reunion, uh, like I said, Abe Kushner took me to the table, and there was the, the three Spartans that I talked to were Glid Prisnell, Ox Emerson, and Ernie Cadell. Those three players were the only ones left that played in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: but you were it, saying they were sitting at two different tables. There was like a click. Number, there was like the original game, the, the original OGs, he, yes. and then there was like the modern. The game, the the other, they were like, oh, these guys, they were, they were the new guys. And they came <laughs> around in 1934. Yeah, you know, yeah. Here it is, 80 or 50 years later, <laughs> going, those are the new guys, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that's exactly
0: the way it was. Yeah, uh, there was like a uh, click. Yeah. Like I say, Aid Kushner took me in and he wanted me, he took me to table two to interview the Lions or to talk to him. But his real purpose was to get me to table one to talk to the Portsmouth players. Yeah, and two of those players played in the very first game, of the 1932 World Championship in, oh, in yeah. Chicago yeah, under yeah. the roof. And just yeah, to touch yeah. base with the under viewers the that roof. maybe join us a
2: little bit late, Abe Kushner was the was the trainer of the Lions, and he's the one that brought Tom, which is our guest here, Tom Yurek, to um, the the gold. He invited him to the Golden Huddle, which was the 50th anniversary of the Lions' first championship. Right. And 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 I just want to let you know, I'm not sure if I told you this or not. But uh, I met his aide Kushner's son Stephen and that's the photos that we have that we put up on the screen the one with the with the chest Jamie got yep, the uh, it's there so he's got that the chest right there where it says uh, Abby Kushner uh, Lions trainer that is now in the uh, the NFL Hall of Fame mm. that is on I'm not sure if it's on display yet but he but Stephen Kushner donated that and Stephen Kushner was an absolute gem for this he 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 gave me he was able because he had he had I, I met him like a week after he donated that trunk. And all, of his, all the stuff from inside the trunk to the NFL Hall of Fame. Yep. And so he had – but Abe Kushner also had the unpublished archives. He had, like, unpublished, me, uh, like, a um, story of his own – Yeah, I'll take that, yeah. So it was an unpublished recollections of Abe Kushner. Um, it was – unp- so he so – Abe Kushner had taken a bunch of notes regarding the story of this season. And so anyways, uh, th- it was in that trunk. And so his son, Stephen, had just donated the trunk to the NFL Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like – you know what was in it. I want to go see it. You know, yeah, it was just yeah. like a week after I go, man, I wish I would have met you like a week before. And so but so, anyways, once say so, anyways, he says, um, and so he goes, Oh, well, you know, my father had some recollections, and I'm like, That's the one thing I want, you know. I want to read about Abe Cusher's recollections because especially after talking to you and about how he was like, you know, he was Abe Cusher was such a driving force for you to go to this, you know, to the golden huddle. Um And so he was able to get for me a copy back from the Hall of Fame because I tried to call the Hall of Fame myself and they were like, oh, we're, you know, we're too busy to dig and find him. Like, he just donated a week ago. And they're like, oh, we don't mm-hmm. know really where it's at or whatever. But the, the, those recollections were fantastic.
0: Th- that's the picture of Abe Kushner yeah. at, at the reunion in in uh, 1985. Here, the, I I'll, I'll, get yeah, I'll get it.
2: Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. That's, that's, a, and that's, a, there we go. is, So that's got, the, yeah, this is a picture Tom just gave. It just shows, and that's, yeah. And that's that's a, at the, that's at the Golden Huddle?
0: No, that was at the Westland Mall. That was at the Westland Mall. That was what,
2: pre-Golden Huddle, yeah. That was,
0: and that's where I was invited to go to the Golden Huddle. Yeah, there he is. And he was, I'll tell you, he was the nicest man you'd ever want to meet. Yep. He did, he did all of the ball lettering for the, for the Lions. Oh, he
2: did for all the, after the, the, the game and, ball and also, where it talked about the score And also it, that he on, was, yeah.
0: he was the personal trainer for one year of Dutch Clark.
2: Oh, really? Okay. And
0: he told me stories on Dutch Clark you can't believe over the years. Well, that's where, yeah, that's where he, he died in 1987. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. yeah. And, so and I'm went. just saying, like,
2: I met Steve, his son, and his son was absolutely fantastic. Helped me get some of the information. I, I never, stuff. I yeah. never met his son. Yeah, his son's real nice, and and um and so yeah, and so like I actually used, you know, you know, some of the stuff from his, son. you know, is that photo that you saw with the trunk. In the photo that you yeah. saw, show me. Bring up the other photo too, where he's uh, taping up his foot. Sure, yeah. That is also from. See, see up here, Tom. See on the screen there. Yep. That yeah, we have it on the screen for those that, are, that can see it. Um, yeah. That's there. That's a. That's a. Fa- that's a fantastic photo showing. Um, Abe right there.
0: There's the. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: I've just <coughs> handed to uh, Jamie the. That's the golden huddle. Uh, that was who was there okay and i at the event on in and 85 if you notice if you notice at the bottom is a picture of dutch clark that yeah. was not in the original program but i went around oh, okay. detroit and I found at to the sports shops, and I was lucky enough to find a, a I'm sports a card of, this cause of, wanna, uh,
2: of Dutch Clark. Because the next one, I want to, uh, I want to make sure uh, we were going to have a bunch of pictures from all the people that were at the Golden Huddle, but I, I hadn't. Um, now we know. Now, now we know exactly who. Now we can actually go through, and uh, I'll bring. I'll we'll have photos of all these players. For so you yeah, when we hear their voice, you, we'll be able to see their yeah. picture. Because we have a team photo, but this I've got some really great shots yeah. of these you guys. You can wanna, bring
0: that up if you want to show the. Yeah. yeah.
1: So all right so yeah I'll yeah, bring well, up the Yeah picture. we'll get it. we'll uh, dive
2: into more of the exact players for the Yeah you want to bring it up there there you go. Yeah.
1: That's a copy
2: of a yeah, copy. That's, that's, that's like that's, the bootleg way of showing it up. Bring it down so you can see bring it down so you can see the names. Oh yeah and then So this so he's Jamie showing you right now the names of all yep. the players that were at the Golden Huddle. Yep. This is kind of the Next time you want to throw some out there, we can take a screenshot and do it so the fans at home can That's see it. That's high tech right there, super baby. In crisp way instead That's... of having to, <laughs> to do the bootleg version. But, but anyways, it hey, works. The fan at home, they forgive us. For City of Champions, like this. man. We us. rock it old school. Yeah, we do it however. We make up the rules. I we feel go like along.
1: the Ghoul Channel,
0: Channel yeah, 56, yeah. and it's like the oh, yeah, scrolling. Like, hey, 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 Camera 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, they bring it up in papers as the end. Well, anyway, I was talking to the Players and aid. I sat down. I didn't get much of a word in, but the players were telling me about their days at Portsmouth and the transition to Detroit. Uh, it was very tearful because mm. they were worried about the players left behind, and there was only eleven teams in the NFL at that time, and they were trying to see if they could latch on with another team. And they worried about them. They yeah. were. They were. It was a massive depression. It's either oh. they play football or they have what. Uh, <laughs> Christensen always said it in the depression when well, they called it the empty plater, right. and the team just didn't want those players, and they worked, and they just some of them never played again. Because
1: right, yeah, and that's that's a, another facet of this this amazing story is that it was such a difficult time yeah. uh, in, in in America. I mean, I, I we have no clue, you know, we we you know lived through the seventies. There's a little bit of a recession. Well, in but, the and 80s, let me but... let
0: me finish on with the Portsmouth players. When yeah, they, when they came to Detroit they weren't accepted no. at all
2: no we were we've talked about this already and in the show is they that the said tigers
0: that, you know, and i'll have to uh, tell you a little bit of interjection here well the,
2: just real quick the tigers were the team in detroit in 34 so right. the Lions, they're trying to seize on the excitement of this new Detroit is going insane for the Tigers, and so the Lions are coming in, and they're being billed as like, "Oh, we're you know, like if they can draw some enthusiasm from the Tigers in this idea." But it basically worked against them because the Tigers were so were so popular that the Lions couldn't even get a mention on third page three. Right. Well, they had to win a championship just to even get a mention in the newspaper. That's the level that they were. So go ahead. Yeah,
0: I listened to them talk, and when they got to Detroit, they weren't really accepted. Uh, Christensen told me he woke up one morning and there was a sign on his front yard and said, Please go back to Portsmouth. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, a, yeah. Which that, Christensen? Because it was two was, Christensen's. That was, was
2: Christensen. Which one? Frank? Oh, Frank, yeah, Frank. Christensen. Yep. Little, they call him, yep. they call him yep. Little Chris, yep. the Little Chris. But he's and also the best punter on the they team. They would
0: get crank calls. And I'm listening to this and, and, you know, at the reunion. But then I discovered, I like to interject something. I went to Portsmouth on my first trip and it was a man down there by the name of Bob Morton. And he brought in some really some dedicated collectors that had the actual programs from the very first Lions in 1934. Oh, nice. And would you believe it or not, in the back of the page of the program was every player's
2: name, where he lived, and his telephone number. Oh in the game program, so it wasn't just like a brief mention in a newspaper. Like no. Maybe somebody go, "Oh, maybe we should have mentioned the address in this today's paper." No, it was like out for the whole season. Like, uh, hey, you want to go knock on their door? Here's their Oh address. my god, well, yeah.
0: I couldn't believe that. But then I it back to I know what they Golden told Tate me at the lived, meeting. But, you know, I'm thinking those players, uh, you know, here's the first uh, game in 1934. They had 12,000 fans. And all they got to do is flip in the back. You know, that player had a bad year. I'm going to go. I, I won't let him in his driveway. Yeah. 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 It was a floating
2: telephone
0: <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah.
1: Oh, can we get so, Patricia's address right about now? <laughs> yeah. Dude, get I got a case of toilet paper. We're we'll going to have a
0: party. Well,
2: uh, yeah, they won't release these addresses nowadays. That's, that's out of control. No. we we'll go TP like crazy. Uh, I've been following the Lions
0: since 1950. <laughs> oh, I went Did you say traf- TD like crazy yeah, or yeah, yeah. TP, TP like, like crazy? Oh, TP like
1: Use your imagination. Heartbreak is not new. <laughs> I've got a couple I, I got to defend my Lions. Heartbreak but, uh, is not new to you, is it? But, it, no. but anyway,
0: so I, I got them. <laughs> then the, the Lions alumni director at Aid turned it over. To, his name was Bob James. And Bob James went out and talked to some of the Table 2 and Table 1. My biggest regret was that I didn't get a chance to get uh, Glenn Presnell because— Oh,
2: Glenn, he's my—that's my, that's my, that's my well, guy. Yeah, a, now he's now, you're, now you're in my tent. See, like, I love Dutch. I love um, I love Ernie Cadell. You know, yeah. I, Cadell, I mean, it's tough to pick those guys. I love Ox Emerson. I love Tarzan Christensen. Mm-hmm. But Glenn Presnell is my guy. That's my – I'd have to say – I'd probably have to say he's my favorite line. Don and yeah.
0: but they call him 99. Do you know why? No, it hit me with Cause it. Because he made the 99th year of his birth. He couldn't oh, play – Oh, yeah, because he was he the oldest living play NFL player, yeah. The, not now. The oldest NFL player now is a man by the name of Cy Souters. He was a Lion. He's 100, and I knew the whole thing. Really? Knew, oh,
2: but I, prior to his death, at one yeah. point, uh, Glenn Presnell was the, now oldest Cy is yeah. the
0: oldest lion or Now Cy is the oldest NFL okay. player. He's 100. I, yeah, and, I know but the at one
2: point, Presnell was, he, he was 99, you would say, but, when he did that article. He did an interview in the Free Press or whatever, and it was awesome. It and, was a great article. So
0: after I left the table number two... I went to my seating, and I sat with Jug Gerard and Jim Martin, who were 1953 world champions. But during the ceremony, Glenn Presnell was not feeling well, and he left. He actually picked out the colors of the Honolulu blue yeah. at G.A. Oh. Richards' office yep. in the Fisher building. Yep. And, That's what uh,
2: I mean, Yeah, Glenn uh, Presnell was there to pick out the colors. Yeah. He, yeah.
0: And Dutch, according to what the player said, that uh, and I, he's— he had all these uniforms on the Fisher Building with WJR, and the minute that he came to the top floor of the Fisher Building, he said, That's the uniform. A golden Tower, yeah. Of the yeah. Fisher I want, to, building. I want to tell you, this That's stuff, why I love this, working in ninety Here's a little. Is, uh, yeah.
1: we're there. We're, uh, our sister station is is JR. So yeah. I get the privilege of working in the Fisher Building, which is itself is a, is a, just a, a monument in Detroit. It's just a piece of amazing piece of art, and and I love it to walk in the hallways because my my grandfather. Uh and then my dad and his four sisters all worked um in the Fisher building back in the fifties. Uh there was a club called the Recess Club. I've heard of that. Uh and they were they were all there. My one aunt, uh she's ninety six now, she's ninety-two, ninety-six, something like that. She's a nun. Uh she's a Dominican nun. She <laughs> taught at St. Paul's for fifty <laughs> years. Now she's back at uh, the convent in Adrian. But she was the the uh elevator operator. Um, My dad and one of his sisters worked the coat check and the other girl was a cigarette. The other one was a cigarette girl uh, at the recess club and my grandfather worked uh, maintenance. So I just I love walking into the Fisher building because the place is just it's it, it is what it was back then. And it's glorious. I just love being a part of it. And that's why I love these stories. It just takes me back to just a little cooler time.
0: You know what the call letters were before they were WJR? No, what were they WCX? WCX. All right, and they were in conjunction with WWJ. Right, right. Yeah, they, one was for the news building and one was for the pre-press building. Ah, okay. And WJR started or WCX started in 1922. So where were we now? We, yeah, no, well, I, was right. it's, I
2: just, I just and like, we I,
1: weren't talking about I, me enough, so I just <laughs> I had to get I yeah, get Jamie a little bit of me in, in there a little sure. bit. All right.
2: But I just I want to throw in a little thing about Glenn Presnell about why I love the guy. All right, why why I love the guy. We were talking about him a little bit on the last show, but I got to talk about it again. This is Tom didn't maybe didn't hear the last show. um, Is like Glenn Presnell. Like there's this like you know Dutch Clark was the star. You know Dutch Clark was the guy, but 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 Presnell was also the star. Yeah. You know Presnell. So when Dutch left in '33, Presnell was still there. And he was, and he, it was he who became like when Dutch left, who like, you know, okay, Dutch is gone. So now he's not the number one scoring quarterback, you know, number one score in the NFL. Now Glenn Presnell is, you know what I mean? It's so now he's the guy. So it's really Presnell's team for that one year. But so that's what I'm saying. Like the entire time, like Dutch Clark was like this reluctant superstar. Like he's retiring every single year and they're going, please Dutch, please come back. We're going to cut <laughs> half our team and give you all the money from the guys that we didn't pay to bring you back that was you the, know like we're was, bring, that's which is probably the reason why they didn't bring half the guys is because they were using that money to pay the the dutch they made dutch the highest paid player in the nfl well where do you think that money came oh from God. from the guys they left behind you yep. know what i mean like please dutch we'll we'll give you all the money we got you know like dutch <laughs> is the guy right but Pressnell, yeah. Pressnell was a was a was an elite athlete he was an elite star in his own right, yes. but Dutch was just that like Napoleonic, like you know, elite superstar player that just no matter you know no matter what Presnell did, Dutch was just the guy you know because it, you, sometimes we have that reluctant superstar. People are like. Oh, please God, if Dutch could just come back one more year. And then there's Dutch <laughs> coming back to lead him to the next great year. You know, yep. like, so, but so Presnell was there through the thick and thin from the very beginning. And he was there even basically before Dutch. Absolutely. Because he was in the Irons yep. and tanks, Was the Irons and tanks, anybody wants to do some real, real NFL research? Start digging into the Ironton Tanks. I want that right? shirt. I still yeah. want oh, that yeah. shirt. Oh, yeah. We got to get Jamie a shirt with the Ironton Tanks. There's the Ironton Tanks <laughs> jersey Whoa. up on the okay. screen, okay? That's- so, as I'm saying, the, you want to run some real football? Let's talk about the Ironton Tanks, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking on this. This is a semi-pro team, all right? Some of these guys aren't even paid at all. Right. And and this is a team that plays, they're they're playing these games against the um this is this is a time, this is in the uh you know, this is I think it was nineteen twenty-nine or nineteen thirty. This is before he came to Portsmouth, of course. But Ironton's a very close team to Portsmouth. It's a very close city. And so here's now playing for Ironton. He's from the you played at the University of Nebraska, right? He plays for the University of Nebraska, which is like the that's a football. You know, oh, you know like, yeah. that's corn husker football territory. That's where football players you know, the breadbasket of America come from, dude. You play for Nebraska? That's where, that's where, that's where Presnell comes from. And then he's playing for the Ironton Tanks, a semi-pro team. He's the quarterback for that team and he beats as a semi-pro team. They're not even in the NFL. The NFL existed at the NFL been around for 10 years at that Wait. point. And they're playing against – the Irons and Tanks are playing against the Chicago Bears and the Giants, and he beats – I forget which one of them it was. Nah. I think it was the – I think it was the – I think it was the Giants, and then they tied the Bears. I think that's what happened. But he beat one of them. I think it was the Giants. But anyways, and Presnell was their quarterback, right? Right and he's the the Ironton Tanks quarterback. And I think in Ironton, the original stands from their field just like in Portsmouth, right. oh, they have the original stadium which is an absolute architectural masterpiece. It is. But but in Ironton, they still got I believe they still have the original bleachers which were also a concrete bleachers still there. Wow. All right? Somebody's so, got a crush. You no, know, <laughs> I'm a yeah, I'm a, I'm a total like I, I you know, I'm a total like let's say Glenn Press now. Like he, like I mean, that's my guy. Which he, I got the screenplay, Tom. Did I tell you I got the screenplay done for the movie? Yeah, well, uh, I yeah. show it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know that. But anyways, Glenn Press now is one of my main characters. Of course, he's one of my main guys.
0: Heck yeah. Well, do you know where he died? Nope. Oh. Ironton, Ohio. Oh, oh, did he really?
2: He went back he, to Ironton. Really? He lived there. Wow. Oh, he was fr- really. He, he, he wasn't
0: born that's there.
2: That's a. But that is a football
0: but, player, but, man. Yeah, he, he went he back to up. Ironton. That is no, so that's, awesome. That's Ninety-nine years he would die. And what, died in and what a great name for a town. But, you, to you know, Ironton. when you go to you know, Portsmouth, yeah. yeah. Ironton go- is
2: short for Iron town. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's when so you go awesome. to Portsmouth, the people in
0: Portsmouth all talk about the Ironton Tank. That's what I'm saying, Le- legendary. That Irons yeah. I'm
2: saying you want to study some real football history. Go look up the Irons and Tanks, and there's not a lot about them. You're not going to find it all over the internet. No. The, area, the to read about the Irons and Tanks, you got to read. You got to go to some, some. There's there's a lot of books on the early history of football, and it's all like you know football in Ohio, football and you know like really the football in Ohio. There's I forgot the exact name, but there's a couple three books. That talk about football in its earliest days in this books, you know what I mean? You don't you're not gonna find it on the internet. You might find some scraps of information, but the real, you know, you gotta actually go to the books to see, to read about Ironton. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, it's just a legendary, it really is like a legendary team. And Pressnell, so that's what I'm saying. When when Potsy's about to take over this team, when Potse's about to take over this team in nineteen thirty one, and he's like, Oh, we need some, you know, we need, you know, I'm about to rebuild this team and bring in nineteen new guys. And they're like, This team in Ironton's got this guy Presnell, you got to bring him here, you know, and yep. you know he hits the he hits the jackpot on Dutch Clark, but he's got Dutch and Glenn Pressnell, and that's what I'm saying I just I love I love Press, man. I love his his nickname is Press. Well, he's
0: very, he's very famous
2: uh yeah. in o- in Ohio there in yeah. Portsmouth. Uh, I want this movie to make Pre- I want so that movie, remember, this movie to he, make Press So do you remember Was he part of back?
1: your interviews? What did you get no, some no, tape on he, him?
0: I no. I I told you that So he he left early. table he left early. He okay. had he had problems. Yeah, and also the the very next day, but he wishes uh, he could have. Because yeah, at TV, at, he, at, at at the reunion, he he left. But also, I'd like to tell you at the reunion we had a surprise guest. Ooh, okay. this is a
2: great part. This is a great story. Yeah, yeah. This is. Have great. any idea yeah. who the guest might be? No, been? Actually, now, I get, ball. no. I didn't. Jamie has no idea. <laughs> chance. I'll, I'll, I'll I wouldn't it. have had any chance either if I didn't know already. Oh I yeah. Would, <laughs> no, you have no idea who it is. Yeah. This the, is good the uh, reunion.
0: A boxer. No. Nope. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. The reunion was on Saturday. Okay, and the Lions played the next day at home. Okay, I'll give you some hints. The team stayed in the hotel, which I did not know was the Miami Dolphins. Now, who was the coach of the, My- the Miami Dolphins? The Dolphins I, I, in in because the Lions were playing the Dolphins in 1985.
1: Because the did he open a steakhouse in that exact hotel?
0: What was his name? Don Shula. That's correct. <laughs> he yes, nailed did, it. was there? We talked, nailed it nailed it it we talked about it earlier. We talked about it earlier.
1: Wasn't there a Don Shula in the the the, the, the same hotel later?
0: Well, uh, the restaurant. I think yeah. Shula's Steakhouse.
1: Shula's Steakhouse. In that right. restaurant later, in yeah, that hotel later.
0: Do, do you know how Don Shula got into his question, professional like career? No, no, no. Him? He was hey, a Jamie Detroit Lion. Oh my God! Okay. Like it was uh, George Wilson. Uh, George Wilson hired Don Shula. Oh, all right. yeah. Don Shula was a defensive and, coach and for he, the Lions. Oh. Right, a defensive coordinator. And, and he, was back in surprise, 60s. he was the surprise. He was the surprise guest. And if you notice the uh, the menu there, yeah, uh, that his name was not on there. He was a surprise guest. He came down the speaker was speaking at the podium and everybody was in shock don shula took over and he praised the lions of mm. unbelievable what he said and he mentioned portsmouth he mentioned dutch clark he mm. mentioned them all
2: so don shula gives yeah. the really the the signature address of the golden huddle and nobody knew it nobody uh. and nobody's ever heard this story you know what i mean nobody's heard the story of this golden huddle where there's all these players come here you know, they what where was the whole? Where was it at? Was it the Marriott so, no, uh, Center? Northfield Hilton. Northfield I'm sorry, Northfield Hilton is where the is where the event took place. And um, you know, you got Don Shula talking at this thing. Who in 1985? I was shocked. That, that was Dan Marino. I think they went to the Super Bowl in '85 with Dan Marino. Was a that was Dan Marino rookie? No, '85 was the Bears. I'm sorry, no, '85 they played the. Uh, it was the Patriots. But what year did Marino? Uh, Marino well, that, was right about that time. That Marino, you know, he, he took Marino to the Super Bowl too. But he was already Hall yeah, of Fame coach yeah. by that point.
0: But he he talked about Portsmouth and he looked at the at the players and and he just yeah he just was thank the whole team, uh, the Lions organization for hiring him. Ironically, on George Wilson, he was the last player to play without a helmet. He he grew up in uh, he was stayed in Dearborn on Garrison Street. We had a store across the street and George Wilson used to come into the shop all the time in the fifties and talk about football and the champions. Yeah. So I thought I'd bring that and up. Where did,
2: how about where, where was the, you know, buddy Parker for the 1950 the coach of the 1950s Lions? where did he get his start? Well, he, 1935 lions. He, he was a rookie on, on the 35 Lions. That, that's absolutely. Yeah. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's one of the things I talk about today. You know, that, that you know, I talk about whenever I get it, you know, I'm going to talk with lions fans and stuff like this. Um, is about, you know, like people are like, oh, the Lions are terrible. The Lions are failures or whatever, blah, 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 right? But if you look at some of these teams, right? You look at some of these teams like Pittsburgh, like Chicago, like the Bears, you know what I mean? Uh, uh the Packers, um, and even like the Vikings and that. All of these teams have a certain, like, it's a continuity of, of like a, um, a, a winning culture, a winning, like a winning culture. And it's like, And a lot of times it's like it's this continuity that carries on from decade to decade to decade. Like the Vikings, they've had this continuity since like the Purple People Eaters of the 70s. Like they've been competitive ever since. The Packers, they've had this continuity all the way back since the 1930s, right? And it's like, and then you've got the Bears, same thing, this continuity like this. And the Lions began that continuity. In the 30s, they had, you know, when the Lions first came in, they were incredibly Awesome, you know. What I mean, they're winning their first ten games. They didn't give up a point for seven straight games, and then in thirty-five, they win the whole damn thing. They beat the Bears. They beat the Packers. They run everybody out of the building. And then in the fifties, you got Buddy Parker, who's a, one of, who is a star in the nineteen thirty-five mm. championship game, and he comes and he becomes the coach of the Lions in the fifties, and he brings that continuity. And that continuity, they're awesome in the fifties. Yeah, they win three championships in the fifties. They're one of the most. They're one of the most toughest teams in the fifties. And then that continuity. There's a, there's a separation. You see what I'm saying? Like there was a disconnect between that point and the way that really what, what it is now. And I'm not, I'm trying to, not trying to say that I know everything about how or why that disconnect happened. But what I'm saying is, is there is more to a team. There is more to a team. There's more to a franchise than just like buying a bunch of players. Oh, this guy's good. This guy's good. Whatever, like this. It's about establishing like a, like, like, the, like I say, this, like a, a, It's about establishing the sense of continuity that that stretches over the course, tapping into your legacy, tapping into your legacy. And let me just say this, all right? Maybe this is one of the things I'm trying to talk about why the importance of the 1935 season, okay? One of the reasons why this story is important, because you know what? You talk to any Lions fan out there and anybody that's watching this show, go ask your local Lions fan, right? Go ask your local Lions fan what was the first year that the Detroit Lions won their first champion. What was the year that the Lions won their first championship? 99% of them will have no idea that it was 1935, right? So how, let me just ask a question to finish off this thought. How can you have continuity as as an organization, as a franchise, or anything like this, if you don't even know the first championship of your team or where that team came from? how they got here, what made them great, what made them great in the 1950s, meaning Buddy Parker definitely took a few lessons from Potsy Clark. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely took a few lessons from Potsy Clark. That's that continuity, a continuity in culture for the entire family. And I'm not trying to, you know, like say, you know, talk bad about fans or whatever, like, oh, you don't know about the 35 season, so you're, you know, so that's, you know, you're, that's your problem. What I'm trying to say is what if this is the time, right, to to bring back this sense, like I say, this continuity of culture that stretches back from the earliest days of lions carried on through the 50s and maybe at one point it was severed but what if embracing this story what if embracing like the, the you know like what made the lions great in the first place is you know under, like the the whole just the basic concept of history is knowing where you came from in order to understand who you are yeah. right and that is the missing ingredient of what will take the lions to the next NFL championship.
1: So Tom, you gave That's me a theory, right? two. Yeah, Wait, give me a little
2: bit of kind You got
1: on. it, man. I just went on a little rant. Sure. Give
2: me something here, Matt. Give me something.
0: So yeah, uh, Ruger. Oh,
2: Matt missed Ruger. it, man. I just went on a rant. Tom, Tom, so Jamie,
1: Jamie
0: <laughs> uh, what, what, what I just gave to I you, I turned your mic down. Comment, somebody comment, people can
1: people can see
2: him. Somebody so. comment in and was, tell me it was a nice the, little rant my, that I went
0: to both as a kid. I went had. to both of those games. Oh, you do have and I and I have the original. I have the and I have the original things. But this was the cover of the, uh, of the 57 of <laughs> the, their magazines. Right. And that was the very first one. That was 53. Right. I just looked that up. Talking about programs. Yeah. When the 1932 World Championship game was played in Chicago, they had a fire on the eve of the game. Ooh. And the programs got burned <gasps> and scorched. And one or two survived. And somebody paid $10,000 for a scorched program and there's two or three left. And I looked it up on the internet. The program is offered at $50,000. Jesus. That's wow. it?
2: <laughs> 50, wow. So is that That's a copy it? of the cover? Is that what you're showing us? No. That was the copy of the By the, the cover. way, these things, What we need to leave these with Jamie, right? Because we can mm-hmm. take some pictures of these and we can put them up. on So we don't have to... So we don't have to bootleg these things up in front of the camera like this. We can actually I, I show can, it. Yeah, I, I took pictures of okay, them real good, quick. All right, I There's you. a little shadow but on we can it. load these up and one. actually make it look sharp on yeah. the picture. You know what I mean? Uh, so we don't yeah. have to, like you know like last second these things so if you leave these expressly are you coming back yeah. next week Tom Well sure uh, you come back and well, well, like well, the next well, month what, Randy you This is all I R- have t- let's introduce Randy real quick yeah. Randy, yeah. jump on the mic real quick Randy's yeah. been Randy's been here the whole time yeah. we didn't yeah. even yeah. introduce him right? fine. Thank, thank you up. Yeah while you're situated Charles I got to tell you um when you go on your rants and I love your rants I actually have to Bring your microphone down because you get so animated and your voice starts (laughs) to go up a couple times. And everybody that knows me that's watching this show, they know it, too. Tom knows it, too. And now Randy, he knows it, too. I'm paying attention (laughs) back here, my friend. I got you. I'm just saying, (laughs) I solved the line. I may have solved the problem with the Lions. That's like... (laughs) <laughs> you know, this would be on like every you know this is this show is the most talked about show in Detroit right now. Right, you know, right. Baby, everybody's like, hold on a second. We got to Tom needs another bottle of water. Or something like <laughs> there's something like some rant. You know, like it's like, oh come on, man. Like give me. A, uh, I want to know if my rant was correct right. or not yeah, correct or what's the You know, the when feedback? you play pool, you're behind the eight ball. I'm behind it right now. In the yeah. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so right, to introduce the let's Randy, say hi to Randy. introduce Randy real quick, man, Aunt Randy brought Tom in here, and Randy just came in. Where you? Where did you fly from? Colorado. I did. I'm from Colorado. Was up Welcome. Up my Welcome, Randy. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, but I do live cl- local. Tom's my neighbor. And, uh, I got to tell you, I, I've never met anybody that knows more about the history of sports in the city of Detroit. Loves it. Yep. I mean, he's a walking legend. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, we're, but we're just glad. We're glad to have you. We're glad you guys came into the studio because we were talking about maybe doing a zoom thing or whatever. And, um, we're really, how long are you here for? Right, oh, right. actually, I live here. So, oh, yeah, oh, you're I back. Actually, so you're I, actually I, back. I, okay. Corona, I thought you were just – oh, no? now, now I get it. You're it, his it, neighbor. It, I yeah, got mm-hmm. you. Okay. By, by, um, the,
0: by the way, his son has your book. Tell him. Uh, the centerpiece of an uh, Ohio, Andrew. Tell oh, him yeah. That. So
2: I had a son that moved out to Colorado. Tom bought him your book, The City of yeah, Champions. A, and. Yeah. I told him it's the conversation piece. That's what he love. His, yeah, you, you in tell, his condo, it sits right there on the coffee table. And I appreciate that compliment. But you, you want to know the greatest compliment that I got? Not not saying that that compliment yeah. wasn't great because it was, and I appreciate it. it's on the coffee table to talk about book. It's great. But you want to know what the best compliment that I ever got with my book? Right. This is like my second year of selling books. This is back in like two thousand nine or ten, something like that. <laughs> I don't remember what second year was, but it was <laughs> somewhere on there. Anyways, this person comes up to me and they say. They're like, I've seen that book before. I was selling books, right? And that person comes up to this table and they go, I've seen that book before. And I'm like, oh, okay. No, you know what it was? I was at a bar. I was at a bar and I was showing somebody <laughs> on my phone, I think, that I was like, yeah, that's my book. Or no, you know what it was? I gave my mini book because back then I had, instead of a business card, I had miniature version of the book. It was like a little stapled, like five book thing. And if anybody has a mini book, like down the road, these things, I'm going to to make these things worth millions because there's hardly, they was like my original business card, which is these miniature books. Mm. Anyways. So I gave somebody a miniature book at a bar and said, "This is what I do," right? And that, and the person says, "Oh my God, I've seen this book," right? And they're they're thinking about it. They're like, "Where have I seen this book before?" And then he says, "It's in my friend's bathroom," right? He goes, "It's in my friend's bathroom." It's I've seen it on his toilet. It's on the back of his toilet. And he goes, and then all of a sudden he's like. Goes, oh, I'm sorry, you know, like he's like, you know, he was in a lost in thought, of trying to remember where he had seen the book, and then he was just being honest. Until I saw in his friend's toilet. And I go, no, no, that's the greatest compliment I've ever been given. Absolutely, I, said, I was like, your my book is a bathroom reader. I'm like, every person, I guess, one thing to be a coffee table book, but it's a, like when it's in the bathroom. Something that's something the world has never something that's seen. That's that people Joel are Lewis's reading. You know what I mean? Library. That's people that, that every person goes to read. So. Anyways, that's that's my that's that's I think that's that's and I'm Jack totally Dimpsey, that people are yeah, well, like, when, when I, I don't kid, need a Pulitzer Prize. Jack, Jack Dempsey was. Joe I'm Lewis was my reader? best friend. Yeah, I don't know what else. There's nothing else. I there's no other boxes <laughs> I got to cross. I don't need gold uh-huh. stickers. Like, I don't need yeah, any of that. You know? Charles used. Charles you it said was you the do. program uh, on, uh, when I went to the event.
0: And Jack Dempsey was in the ring, and Joe Lewis. Joe, that's Joe Lewis. He couldn't read or write in '49. It's all in circles. Wow. The story on that autograph is, is beyond your imagination.
2: Yeah. So he's got the yeah. Where did you get those? Where did you get? Did you get those? You went to Caesar's Palace, didn't you?
0: No. Well, no. I got that when I was eight years old in 1949, and then I met Lewis at Caesar's Palace, and we talked about that. That and might be I,
2: something we can bring back for Joe yeah. Lewis when we do that. Yeah. Episode.
0: Jamie, where are your? Can we white hold clubs? on to any of these, Tom? I, I'm maybe gonna maybe get,
2: I'm gonna. I, I, this is all I got. I, I'll make you a make copy. some copies of so, yeah, yeah, especially is some great. of this stuff, so we can so we, so we can know what what you want to bring you back yeah, for. some I'm of this very
0: stuff. proud of what I've done. A lot of people have never seen here. It,
2: to get something
0: into a, to get something Cooperstown, yeah, yeah. I, I did that. Oh,
1: so you it. had the Football Hall of Fame yeah. note there, and you have something for Probably, Cooperstown. Not many people
0: have ever seen that
1: as that's well. True. The Baseball Hall of Fame and
2: museum, well, the Charlie Garenzer uh, donations, and that's another thing we want to bring Tom back. And I wish we would have brought you in here for our, when we because we did like fourteen episodes. What episode is this? Nineteen? Charlie Garinger. seventeen. Yeah, oh,
1: he was it's a, not. What, what is seventeen? Your
2: math is incorrect. Seventeen. Last year was eighteen. 17.
1: This is seventeen.
2: Maybe my <laughs> math is wrong. <laughs> All right. <Charlie>
0: Gingrich, <laughs> Are you guys both sure I, about that? I would. No. Many, no, many, you're not sure. I got it written uh, down somewhere.
2: I uh, what with many, many stories. I think my math was is right. You guys are wrong. I'm he look was it up. one heck of a player. He was yeah. from Fowlerville, Michigan. But yeah. Uh, oh, really? But Tom's got an okay. interview with the Fowlerville Flash. Yeah, one of the things we want to talk. One of the things we want to bring in is is Tom's interview with Charlie Gehringer. Char- oh, well, Tom definitely. interviewed Charlie freaking Gehringer. I want to.
1: I want We if we can play. I'd be honored that's if you'd this. let us play it's a on, little, that's little bit. Oh, it's on here too. That's his
2: interview with Gehringer. But I'm saying like for like maybe when we're done with the Golden Huddle because I want to focus on the Lions. We can revisit. We can revisit the Lions now. Yeah. Get the That's amazing, that Tom. Yeah, I, I can't wait to, since, to since share. So since we're a few talking movies. about yeah. sports.
0: Yeah. Uh, you have any idea? I'm going to show you something that many people I did I'm not know. Looking that up what
2: episode we're on, by the way. We're on episode.
1: I do, I do like Gladiator movies, so bring it.
2: Episode 17. <laughs> there, was a, <laughs> there, the, there was a... Episode, episode there, 17. There was, there was That's a what I said. I said 18. Yeah, I said Did you? Right.
0: Winston Jewelers. Is okay. it recorded? <laughs> he know. started a basketball team. Uh-huh. They were called... The Detroit Gems.
2: The Detroit Gems. All right. What year was this? That? 46, You 19- said? 19- yeah, this is oh, a great yeah. fact. Right. Tom's the one that told me about this. Yeah. 1946. Right, get up, get up closer. Give
1: me um,
0: Give me this 19- story. Nineteen. 19- well, we we're not on the air. Yeah, we, we are. are. Oh, oh yeah. We're hell, still, yeah. We we I just <laughs> took my headphones off. <laughs> we're, still, we we're still cooking, uh, well, man. I, if we
2: weren't on the air, there's all I, kinds I, of crazy stuff going on So my hometown. We're on the air.
0: 1946. All right. This jeweler started a uh, basketball team called Detroit Gyms. They played at Olympia. They had a bad year, though. Okay. They won four and lost 46. A company came, a franchise came from Minneapolis, and they wanted to buy the franchise to get into the National Basketball Association. NBA. The Gyms. They took the team from the Detroit Gyms, and they took them to Minneapolis. And what did they call them? The Minneapolis? The Lakers.
2: The Lakers. Did I get it right, Tom? That's right. Yes, I did. Are the Lakers? Lakers? This is the is actual story. The Minneapolis Lakers. And did, now, the,
1: did that we, become the L.A. Lakers? It, yes,
2: it did, and that's what the team and went the, out to and L.A. They and they just, started here? So they, they started in Detroit. The, the Detroit Lakers began out of the city. in Detroit, yeah. D- Dearborn,
0: Michigan. They yeah. started in Dearborn. But here's the
2: question. Is that the, the season that the that the, that the the Gems had was so bad that it qualified the Minneapolis Lakers for the first overall draft pick? Oh. The guy that they got was Tom, do you know? Mike. George Michael, wow. <laughs> number one overall, who at the time was like so the if, greatest basketball player that it, that ever lived. I know we're getting a little bit off the, base. but I'm yeah, saying George no, Miken, that's fine. So that's that, how George Mike went out they, to L.A. and was the their Detroit first to turn the center. ball
0: over to Minneapolis. Oh, so that's a yeah, and a nice now, that formal team photo just, with the Lakers just winning one, their division. Yeah, well, they yeah. yeah. their championship. They've, topped, they've tied the Celtics. Sir they have won 17 world yeah. championships and the the Lakers and the 17 so it's a yeah, tie. But, but George that, Mikan but because of the $15,000 he
2: because of the Gems yeah. awful season that got the they got, that him got the pick. Lakers George George Mikan is like the original superstar. He right? Was like the first superstar of the NBA. And so George Mikan when he played for the Minneapolis Lakers, then he went to the Los Angeles Lakers and he became like the first like LA Lakers, you know, superstar. So that's how so yeah, the Lakers are like, you know, Literally came from Detroit.
1: Tom, you, he's got like two binders full of stuff, and yeah. he just keeps pulling them out. Oh, Gordy,
2: okay, right
0: who's on. Who, who's and Wayne—that's Wayne, that, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's, that's the only sports picture in history where the little kid
2: beat the champion in goals.
0: Ah, only
2: picture ever taken. Oh, where you mean the kid ended up coming that, back? He was—he
0: was twelve okay. years old. There was the how
2: yep. had the record. Well, we got to show the viewers so they know. What we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a—it's a copy of a copy, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's that who famous who? picture of uh, Gordy yeah. and, and Gretzky yeah. uh, when when uh, Gretzky was like a, a eleven or twelve years old. Yeah. So anyway, who, who
2: is your favorite player from the Lions? Who's your favorite player? I just Bobby, told you mine. Bob, Bobby Lane and I had the opportunity. But yeah, I know, but mine was Barry Sanders. But we're talking about thirty-five Lions. Thirty-five. Probably eight questioner. I mean, it's not eight players. Bernie okay yeah. I was going to say Cadell Dutch. It could have been my couple favorites. I, I got to tell
0: you a story. If you look at nineteen thirty four, Chuck Bernard. Oh, he's. The, oh yeah, we talked
2: about him already. Well, yeah. I went to school. I with, met his son, Chuck I, Bernard Jr.
0: I went to school with his daughter. Oh, okay. And she graduated yeah. Edsel Ford High School in there. And uh, his dad, his
2: dad came into Laurel Park the other day. Yeah. I was talking about Laurel Park. Yeah.
1: So, well, so it, um, it, it, he
0: mom. died at a
2: very young age.
1: So Night Train Lane was your favorite. Uh, is that who you meant? Oh, no,
2: he's, oh, his t- favorite was, was Bobby Lane as a well, player. It, it, as Bobby Lane might But he was uh, talking about six. I'm like, that's cop up man. I'm uh, talking about. I'm not talking about. Bobby Lane. And Bobby Lane. When I played football. We're uh, talking about 35. Did miles. they call him
0: Night Train Lane?
1: Is that was that? But he was well, the 60s. He was that's in the 60s. 60s. Yeah. But that's well, you said that was favorite, your favorite lion. Well,
0: no, no. My two favorite lions were Dolk Walker and, and Bobby Lane. All right. Yeah. When I matter of fact, I had a I used to put Bobby Lane on one shoulder pad. And
2: I wasn't very good. I was always no, in the emergency room. Who's your guys' favorite players? Who's your favorite? Let me tell you, Randy? sports ball. Did you know? Can I also man, tell you who's your favorite Lions players? Yeah. I love right, them kickers, right now, man. or uh, Well, Barry is up there. pretty Yeah, Barry's high. number one yeah, for me. Yeah. Barry's yeah, up there yeah, pretty hard. Yeah. He was, he was great. Who's your favorite? Oh my god! Yeah. You know, my I favorite, other favorite besides Barry, we all got too. Barry. Yeah. Calvin, mm. Calvin Johnson. Yeah. I like Benny Blades. Uh, let me go Benny back to, Blades. Who all knows about Benny Blades out there? Let me go who's back.
0: Let me go back to the thirty-five game when they played. When Abe Kushner told me that the When he went in to see him, they were playing the Giants it was a very cold day. matter of fact that the crowd that showed up at Titan Stadium was fifteen thousand. That was the lowest crowd to ever watch a in yeah, a, a, a yeah. Crowd. it was a bad day but H said they walked in and there's uh he knew Dutch Clark personally and he knew a Kusher he knew them all. Their main concern was they wanted that broadcast to get back to Portsmouth. On the championship game. Yeah. There was only one radio station in Portsmouth. It was WPA. Let me ask you a question. Let yes. me ask you a
2: question, Tom. Have you ever seen the 1935 Lions play? <laughs> I'm old, but I. No, I'm not. No, I know. I'm not saying in person. I'm not, not going to say. You're 80 years old, but the, the the Lions season was in 35. That was yeah. what? 90 years? I was that was 85 in, years ago. I was born in. That was before more. your time. All right. But on the video. I know I know you weren't there to watch them play live. I know that. I'm not a, <laughs> Have you seen the video? I am not a math genius. He's a time traveler. Where is he came, He rolled a, up in a, a DeLorean, math, man? I'm not a math genius, but I know at 1 year old. You did not see old, the DeLorean he rolled up enough in. to remember, you know, to remember Marty. the season. What I'm saying is is that since 1935, right? There's been people that have archived 1935 Lions footage yeah. since that time. Oh. There's have some great you stuff seen, to see. No, I have Have you seen? First of all, I just want to say this. The 1933 Portsmouth Spartans, the 1931 Portsmouth Spartans, Potsy Clark wearing a leather jacket. There's some cool stuff, yeah. 1935 NFL championship game, 1936 Lions with the banner of the 1935 world champions flying some from cool a flagpole. We've showed all of this thus far on this show. Yeah, wow. yeah. All right? And so what I'm saying is, you Tom, is whether it's on the next show we'll or whether it's Prior to the show, Randy, maybe you can set him up with some of this stuff. But what I'm saying is this: is that may, you may have not known. And this is, I'm actually wanting for like an honest reaction, like a look in Tom's face. That's what I'm looking for right now. Is that Tom? When you leave here tonight, maybe this is like a special guest, like a like a, a special prize, so to speak. When you go home tonight, between now and the next show, you get. I'm going to show you how you can see as much Detroit Lions, Portsmouth Spartans footage. Of these players as you can wanna, ever want to watch. Yeah. But he was there in the is middle is of saying so something. Much, cool. There is so much footage out there it that is. has been collected on the internet, well, on YouTube. Right. I'm going to show that. you how to watch it, and then it next is. week when you come back, I want to know what your thoughts are because that for is. me, when I first saw it, it was almost like a tear being shed, actually yeah. watching these players well, in person. Let,
0: let me tell you something that the players told uh, me that not nobody ever knew. And Abe Kushner told me. All right, we're going to wrap it with this. Oh, what is it? Yeah, let's No, no, come up. on. What, what, what is, is it? Is it? When, it, when it. they played the championship game in 1935, the Portsmouth players put little peas under their jerseys. Yeah, uh-huh. to remember Portsmouth, yeah. To remember the players left behind. Yeah. Oh, wow. Their hearts were in Portsmouth. Their mind was on the field. Sure. That's it.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm. I'm so glad you came in, Tom. Tom because, yeah, like, thank you so much you're for the being kid, here. Because we're bringing in. The, we're talking about the Lions and City Champions season, but Tom is like bringing us back. Oh, like, heck he, yeah. He's reminding us that these players came from Portsmouth, and this was a the transition from Portsmouth to try Spartan shirt
1: on bro.
2: That's you're close. Wrong Spartan. You're but. close. You're getting there. <laughs> but that. But that transition. It was not easy, and it certainly to this day is is something that's remembered by Portsmouth. And remembered as something that was like, I mean, it was kind of it was traumatic for them to lose their NFL team. That is the so time. you're bringing us back to that po- that and, point. And, I'm glad and you're also, here. It,
0: uh, Portsmouth is still an NFL team because Art Rooney, when I talked to him, he mentioned Portsmouth, and so did George Hallis. Yeah,
2: they got the stadium ready to go. I would if hey, if I was running the Lions. Let me just say this, right? I got my secondary project where I'm trying to do something with the Tigers, or whatever. But give me a chance down the road. Am I may ever have a chance? The Lions ever look for some advice from me? right? The Ryan's ever looked to me. You know what I'm going to tell them, Take the, t- play a game in Portsmouth. That's it. Oh, go yeah, back to your you roots. Go. Here's the thing. The stadium might only hold like what? What do you think it holds? 5,000? Well, fun. I think it'd
0: hold a little bit more. You okay. Well, here's the I, thing. I but how, fr-
2: how freaking cool? How? How awesome, how cool would it be to have an NFL game in the original, like in this cool. original 1930s uh, stadium yep. that is in perfect condition, how friggin' cool would that be? That even, would if be awesome. just, even if it was just, even it was like an exhibition, sure, game, right? It would be the coolest thing. It'd be like, it'd be like Field of Dreams. It'd be we like got, we got, we, we
1: got to pull the plug on it, though,
2: yeah. guys. Yeah, absolutely. Pull
0: it.
1: So well, we more. We got uh, Tom. That's what I'm saying. Tom, we need four you episodes come back, of Tom. Man. He's got to come back. I know. There's back. just there's We're no just stopping. We're just
2: scratching the surface,
1: man. Uh, thank Tom. Thanks so much for for being here and, and You're sharing. You're very welcome. It's, it's uh, nice. I'm looking
0: forward to more. I follow this 35. Yeah, uh, I was honored, you know.
2: Tom's to got think- the 35 shirt on right yeah. now, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. sorry.
1: Right, if, if you're listening, uh, if you haven't subscribed already, please <laughs> subscribe, put a like, leave a comment. It, all of it helps, and uh, we appreciate each and everybody. It is uh, Detroit City of Champions, the podcast. We'll see you next time.